All right, we are live with episode two of CCU TV. So today we are at a little bit different location. Yeah, cue the, cue the air horns. We're at a little bit of a different location. We're at the Carlito Clout Mansion, so we're yeah. doing our podcast oh, from yeah. a Mansion. different setting. Got the, got the boys eating some veggies right now, so I'm taking over for the intro. But I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about a couple different shows that we've been watching during the quarantine and just give our thoughts and... Uh, See what see what other people might think, but we'll start off with uh, 90 Day Fiance on TLC. So trash TV, baby. Trash TV. Just for a little bit of con- <laughs> for a little bit of context, uh, 90 Day Fiance is about couples who meet online and they're they... trying to get a catfish for a green card. Yes. Yes. So essentially, <laughs> they're trying to bring in whoever the person they're pursuing is back to the United States in order to become a citizen and be married. And there's a lot of deception that goes on in these shows. Um, some of it's genuine, some of it's not. So just wanted to hear what your guys' opinion on this show Well, a lot of these people do, like, you know, that are from overseas are straight up telling them. Like, no, like, not like the person directly, but they're telling the interviewee, like, you know how like when they do the little the video thing where yeah. they're telling them their thoughts? Right. They're like, oh yeah, I just want to get to America, and like, yeah, I can't wait for him to. T- I, I want him to take care of my son. Mm-hmm. What does it end up for him? Like, right. Like you're not talking about your relationship with him. You're just looking for a new baby daddy that has money to, you know, support you and his like life. Like the lady from the Philippines, um, she's dating. What's that dude? A big Ed. Big Ed. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's one of the main characters, and he's a short little uh, fat dude who is. Trying to date a woman from the Philippines. Her name is Rose. Like, here's the thing. I okay. like I, under, I understand that he has no self esteem, but honestly, still, with you don't have to you don't have to have like the best body or looks or whatever if you're the one paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Like you are all, like you're paying for the product. Right. You know what I'm saying. So like, he does not deserve that ugly little toad. That <laughs> you know, it's, she can't even fake. No. Like, she's just so, like... You can see the disgust on pain, her face. Pain, she's so painfully disgusting. Like, you know, and, like, she's got a kid, and she wants more kids, and she's like, I just want to get out of this little shack that me and my sister sleep on the floor or on right, whatever. Right. Like, like yeah, like, dude, listen. I come from a country where there's a lot of poverty. Like, yeah, it sucks. The situation sucks. But just because you bring somebody here from overseas... You know, doesn't mean that they're gonna be eternally grateful to you and you know, like be in a good relationship with you or be good for you. Right. So I've never seen this show. Uh, is it like just men are getting catfished or no? It's no, both no, it's, it's both. There's women too. Like there's like a single lady from um, uh, California that that's dating some dude from Australia, and this guy actually has money. He's a relationship coach, and he's a a good looking dude, and he's in good shape. And she keeps fucking everything up for herself too. There's like, always he's, a but. Like, yeah, he's, she's he's like such a great guy. But. She's like he always knows the perfect things to say. But I'm just, re- it's like shut up, no buts. Like like he like she goes over there to see him in uh, Australia, and he's like, hey, like let's pack up and go on this little three day vacation on the other side of Australia. Beautiful place, beautiful. As soon as they get there, she starts talking about the most negative garbage. And I'm like, yo, I would leave. Like, honestly, I would not be putting up with this lady. Because she's like, this isn't a vacation. We have we have short amount of time here. When do I get to meet your kid and her, your ex-wife? 
He's like, yeah. God damn it. Like, <laughs> it's just like getting out of work and then the first, like, you know, you, you go to a bar to hang out with some friends and then you, like, some girl walks up to you and like, what do you do for work? Explain it to me. It's like, God <laughs> damn it, dude. Get out of my face. <laughs> like, what's, what's the importance with the 90-day time frame? So that is the amount of time that they have to have a legitimate marriage okay. so that if one of them wants to move back to the... So, it, pretty much the entire show is predicated around people in the U.S. who meet foreigners. So each of these people wants to move. Okay. They, all U.S. I'll, I'll do air quotes over the air. Okay. They, they all want to move back to the United States for some reason, whether it's love or whether it's not. So they have 90 days to have a legitimate marriage so that they can... And then marriage is the quickest path to citizenship. Yeah, so that's the quickest okay. path to yeah. citizenship. Essentially, I, like... You know, like people from Russia, Philippines, South America, you know, wherever else that they can find them that are in poor situations are just trying to come to the United States for a line of opportunity. They're trying to get a better life, stuff like that. But they, there's no way they could get a United States passport, citizenship or like, you know, anything like that on their own. Like right. this is like pretty much like their like little desperate attempt to come to the United States, which... It's kind of messed up. You're you're playing somebody's, you know, with their, their life and feelings and stuff like that. Right, you're right, you're, right. you're eating away their motivation to like essentially live because they're like, people have got to be telling them like this is oh, not yeah, no. a good decision they, at all. They know, they know. Like every single one of them, not not a single one I have seen where somebody's not telling them all the red flags and okay. they know themselves too they're like my biggest concern is that she doesn't love me she's just looking for a better come up and she just wants to use well, you me. just answered your own like question. right she's just using me for money and a green card and to come to the united states so uh, she can have a better life because she has nothing over there and i'm like hey, that's exactly what is happening <laughs> so you know exactly what is happening but you're still like but you know I'm going to sling my desperate dick at her and see if, you know, like, <laughs> changes her mind and maybe she's like going to love me. An inherent societal, you know, value that we haven't discussed yet, like, as a society? I like, mean, here's the thing. Most people, too, they don't want to, like, work on themselves first. They don't look inward for answers, right? Like, everything starts from within you. Everything's right. created twice. First in your mind and then in your reality. People don't understand that you have to give yourself self-love and you have to work on yourself first before you start looking for that. So people either want their life to be about somebody else mm -hmm. or they want it to their happiness to come from somebody else or they want their motivation to come from somebody else. That is the least sustainable way to like do anything. You're setting yourself up for failure if you're doing any of these things. Right. But anyway, so like this isn't just guys. This is also girls too. Mm -hmm. There's like this 41-year-old like pile of uh, implants <laughs> from, from from Connecticut and she like first dated this dude from Amsterdam who's 24 years old and he thought he was hot shit wearing tight shirts and yeah. acting like a hard ass because he was in the military for you know two years and um the Finnish military yeah he's trying to like look like a model you so know but he's and, trying to get in the U but like Amsterdam, he was he was but he like she's so that. fucking horrible that he's just like he's like I can't do it like can't they, handle it. they would they would get into like screaming matches and like there was like the stuff being thrown around and I think she hit him or he like was about to hit her or something and then he just came to the United States in New York broke up with her ass and then left it was hilarious yeah. and then now she's trying to date some 
British guy. Uh, yeah, British guy. Just, just the fact and, that she's been on the show twice tells you she's crazy. Oh, right. And she's got two grown-up daughters, too. And I'm like, yo, you're, oh, you're putting them through all this, too. Okay. You know, it's like... Just, like, you're in Connecticut. Just drive to New York, and there's millions of dudes you can date. Right. Right. Like, you want to disappoint people? Disappoint them locally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to, like, fly but around the world. that's not exotic. You don't have to fly around the world making the United States look bad. <laughs> so, like, yeah. what is the prerequisite to be on the show? Do you have to be, like, a millionaire? You just stuff? have to make really poor decisions, so and your like, IQ has to be equal or less than your age. That's it. Okay. Right. I, I, I feel like... Touch, I understand. Touching, so, touching on what you just asked, I think a lot of these people that are on the show have some sort of expendable income because we actually saw somebody who has never even seen the person they were talking to and he spent over a hundred thousand dollars over the course of seven years talk, <laughs> talking talking to this supposed woman who lives in the ukraine and oh it's russia well no no i think it was ukraine because he went over oh, there it was, it was russia it was russia either way it doesn't matter but uh he went over there three previous times and got stood up three previous times by someone who's never he's never even seen he pays by the minute to talk to the uh, the woman that he on, on, on a ch- uh, yeah like a, a chat room chat room like yeah it's yep. like a translator chat room yeah so he pays by the minute he spent over a hundred thousand dollars and I mean I don't know where this dude's money comes from but he's he's already made three trips over there and gotten stood up three separate right, times like, you gotta have a lot of money if you're gonna be that stupid. Right. Yeah, like, dude, he could have went to Nevada and like banged like so many hookers for a hundred grand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like he wants or to Thailand. like Thailand, yeah. or Thailand. Yeah, like hell yeah, brother. Like, I don't understand like what level of desperation people are at, and this is not funny. Like, it's not like it's it's actually a it's sad, sad thing. Like, we yeah. we need to like not be laughing at other people's misery. Like, you know, even though sometimes you, it's good to like see the humor and things and be able to laugh at things, yeah. but like genuinely, like we need to realize especially now like with the coronavirus and stuff you should be realizing that we need each other more than anything and oh yeah competition around you it makes you better it's not like if you surround yourself by people that are you know worse than you and you're like oh well at least i'm not as desperate as this person and you're you're making yourself worse too that's but so like we need to help each other out and do all that but um that's what i'm saying like i think we failed as a society because you know a lot of confidence, and I think that's the root issue in the show, is, like, a lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Confidence comes from, like, validation. Right. And like, right. Well, one of the best analogies that I have heard in my life was about the hermit crab. Mm-hmm. So, the hermit crab, when it's going through its normal lifespan, it outgrows its shell, and it becomes very uncomfortable in the shell that it's in. And so, in order to cure that discomfort... It has to get out of its shell. It has to find a bigger shell. And that's what a lot of the people on this show have not done in their life. They haven't gotten outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They've avoided the challenges that a lot of people have to face in normal everyday life, like learning how to talk to women or men outside of their friend group. And they never end up experiencing that reward, so they end up resorting to these online chat rooms or whatever. And, I mean... I. It's a sad thing to see, but online I, dating sucks. Period. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that, if if anything, you guys take away from that show, it's the fact that discomfort is rewarded. Like even if even if you uh, oh, yeah. even if you just practice going up to people and talking to them, it doesn't even have to be someone that you're attracted to, but it creates a better habit and it mm, makes it yeah. easier when you actually meet someone that you are 
attracted to or interested in. So it's a good show to help learn from other people's mistakes, in my opinion. You should do one thing that makes you uncomfortable every day. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, so like, there's, there's like, uh, I don't understand why you want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't speak a lick of the language that you do. Or you don't speak any of the, like, you know, language that they do. You're on a Google Translate or whatever. Come on, man. Like, seriously, like, you know, and like, we need to do better as a society to not be chopping people down and like, you know, like oppressing one another in, in that way where like they have to like re- resort to like, you know, trying to, like, right. date somebody from the other side of the planet and getting smacked and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's sad. Because within the United States, you can date somebody of any race, color, ethnicity, preference, size, shape, whatever. You know, like, I, like, you can date somebody from any country in any, any state. You know, some mm-hmm. states might have more, a little more diversity than others, but... There's no reason for you to have to, like, risk your safety, your life, your money, and have to marry them within the first 90 days. It takes three no. to four years to really get to know somebody and mm-hmm. see that the, the direction that they actually want to go. And if you see that, you know, in the first couple of years of dating this person, that they really, mm-hmm. like, you know, say one thing, but that's not what their actions and, you know, real life proves. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of right. see that they're lying to you or kind of playing a game or whatever. And by that time, you'd be glad that you're not married to this person. They're not betting half of everything you're ever gonna, you know, own in your life on the fact that this person is gonna keep growing and improving with you and not. It's like these people actually get married and then like they yeah. have to, yeah, they have to. Like, if they don't, it's considered a failure. So then, like, I thought the rule was like you had to be with someone for seven years in under in order to get half their shit. Is that just like completely false? I have no idea. That's that's common law. I think you're talking about. I'm talking about marriage. They have to be married to them right, legally to bring them over to this country. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think yeah. I think I think if you bring somebody into this country, the rules are a little different because you can't just bring somebody into this country that has nothing and then be like, oh, I don't like you, get out. Right. Because then you're creating, a, you know, a homeless person that doesn't even speak English. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, there's like literal rules and like uh, standards and things kind of set to make sure that doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, like, why wouldn't you, like, you know, that's, that's not... It's a, like, if your desire is to be with someone, like, I don't know, exotic, or like, your desire to explore, like, the U.S. has so much to offer. Like, yeah, it's that's such was, a gigantic yeah. landmass. Yeah. Right, that's what I was just saying. Like, go to a different state. Like, you want right. to, you know, go, go down south, go up north, go when to the east coast, we go to, to the west coast. Wyoming. <laughs> right back in like, june actually <laughs> right you want to go to uh date a cuban chick go to miami yeah <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, you want to date uh, like anybody like so we're gonna we're gonna use that as a segue into our next show that we've got some strong opinions on and that's oh. that's all about the tiger king so uh <laughs> tiger king's a show carol on, baskins yeah, yeah all about all about that carol baskins and joe exotic uh tiger king is a show about the not underground, but not well-known industry of big cat uh, zookeeping and breeding and selling. And uh, it kind of sheds some light on not necessarily a problem in America, but something that people don't know a lot about. And that's just the business behind big exotic cats. So Kitty. what do you guys think about that? Dude, I'm 100% for it. Because think about mm-hmm. it. No cat, no like wild animals or whatever that can have a decent... like population nowadays has any freaking room in the wild right like you know to have this 
5,000 square foot per cat or whatever like territory that they technically need, right? Mm-hmm. Where in the world is this happening? Like, look at Africa. Poachers are destroying uh, elephants and rhinos for their tusks, you know, like, and like lions. It became big, big game hunting trophies in India, tigers, you know. Um, like, people are just expanding into the jungles. They're chopping them down. And then they're like, oh, my God, this tiger attacked me for no reason. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Because you took over his home. What do you mean? He has nowhere else to go. He hungry. And then, and then the whole village gets pitchforks and whatever and just goes and kills it. So I'm 100% for people owning things like this. Just, like, it's either you let, you let people get certifications and trainings, like, you know, that they can maybe renew, like, yearly or every two years or whatever. So they actually know how to safely, um, you know, they, they know how to safely, like, take care of these animals and, you know, train them, things like that, and, like, keep them. Or you just, you know, are telling me that you'd rather just let these animals go extinct and just be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. We we have pictures of them. We don't need them around now. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- there's definitely a big big industry when it comes to big cats, especially cubs. I didn't really realize you know how how much buying and selling goes on just within the U.S. And I mean, there's a lot of a lot of the Instagram models you see nowadays that they've had some picture with everybody on Tinder cat. and like yeah. uh, Bumble too. Like had like mm-hmm. you know um, pic- pictures with like tigers and cheetahs and this thing right. like. Like, they even showed on that TV show them making fun of it. And honestly, like, it's it's such a childish thing. But, I mean, it's cool. Like, yeah, everybody wants to see, you know, these animals. They're majestic. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I first started that first episode and I saw a snow leopard, I was like, what? I want one of those. Because, you know. <laughs> I'm a name of snowball. Ca- coming, coming from the... Uh, <laughs> the you know the mountain ranges of afghanistan like that like you know that's that's the ghost cat like that's like an amazing <laughs> like rare like thing that like uh, you know see even in your lifetime um and i've had the privilege of seeing them in the wild but at the same time like to own one is like sitting in the back of this dude's like van that was amazing yeah but like if you think about it everyone on the show like joe exotic and Kara baskins and doc antel who we're going to talk about uh, like who do you really trust to own a tiger, like oh well, they're all on a power the, trip. Like, the, but the, here's that's that's the thing though. Like you, you who's got you the put best this... living situations for these animals? Oh, Doc, for sure. Carol Baskin has the worst. Like, I'm not saying Joe Exotic was good at all at feeding them the um the Walmart <laughs> the, the Walmart uh, truck. Like, I mean, that's a smart food. idea if you're trying to save money. Like, that's basically what my parents did. They just went to the you know the throw out meat section at Walmart and they just threw it at my brothers and I. So. <laughs> I like like the tigers. They're yeah, like, exactly. These these boys eat too much meat. <laughs> but anyways, like what surprised me too was like that it costs like two grand a cub. Like what? It's just, it's that's insane. That's like a German Shepherd or like a a, a golden retriever or something. Yeah. Because like that's way too like, cheap. Like you you could buy mutts nowadays that are a lot more ex- like you know expensive. Like you know like my brother and his girl they just bought a Australian golden doodle. It's three grand, just for the just for the puppy. But if you want to. Um, like keep it intact and not have it neutered. I think you have to pay an extra seven grand, which is insane. But I could buy a tiger for two grand. Right. Like that automatically just tells me that that's irresponsible to like sell a tiger for two grand. Like it should be more money so people realize that hey, this animal is gonna be eight nine hundred pounds. It's gonna eat, you know, like at least ten thousand dollars worth of food a year. <laughs> it got really real for me. Just, like, I already knew that these animals were extremely powerful, and it's terrifying how powerful they actually are. If you guys have never really 
if you don't understand the context, just look up a jaguar or you know any other kind of big cat killing an antelope and dragging it up a tree. Like that's that's insane strength to me. But anyway, it got real for me when and spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show, but a girl gets her arm bitten off and ripped off and it I mean it, it kind of reminds you how real the situation is when these people But she was so loyal, she went back. Yeah, well, she went back it's, it's to the because zoo it was her mistake because they were feeding the tigers and she reached in to pet one of them or whatever and like she like scraped and cut her like skin off or something and the blood was there so the tiger just assumed it was just another piece of meat they're trying to give her so yeah. he just swiped it and like ran away it it's was like a shark like, feeding frenzy at that point right exactly and that's that's exactly what it was like the feeding frenzy too was insane. They had no structure on how they're feeding these animals. Like no. they're creating too much excitement, and they're like hyping them up. Like you know, like and just you know, you, you, like with your dogs. When your dog is jumping around and freaking out, do you feed them? No, you tell them to sit down, calm down, and when they calm down, you give them the food, right? Yeah. Right. So like, why, why the hell wouldn't you do that with a fucking tiger? Right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand. Like, if you really want a pet that bad, like. Just why wouldn't you just go to like your local humane society or like, go to Pet Finder? You know, like just like right, you can right, literally right. find any any animal. You can buy, <laughs> you can get a, a goat or a rabbit or a you know a, a a rescue horse or a cow or whatever you're into. But I just don't understand uh, the appeal of trying to own an animal and uh, you know have it in your house or your backyard that could just rip your arm or your limbs off, like. Um, like a chimpanzee like, a, like, or like I was like telling that. you guys earlier, right, about the, like an average female chimpanzee. Average female is small, you know, and they were like, uh, like they had this little thing, this little device where she would pull with one arm, like do a little rowing motion towards her, like a certain amount of weight, and they would give her a little treat. And they would up the weight, and they would, she would pull, and then, you know, on it, and then they would give her another treat. They mm-hmm. got that thing up to 1,700 pounds, and she still pulled it clear, <laughs> like clean. She just rode that thing towards her, let it go, just one and arm. one arm. One arm, she can pull 1,700 pounds, calm. This is, this is a calm animal, just trying to get a treat. What wow. do you think a, a male chimpanzee, a larger chimpanzee would do to you, or even that chimpanzee? An average female chimpanzee would do to you if she was pissed off and like you did something to provoke her like um, animal in- instincts and she just beats your like you know like rips your leg off and beats you to death with it. Chimpanzees are jacked, man. They're they're jacked. Oh yeah, that's why I do pull ups all the time. I'm yeah. hanging off of uh, pull up bars. Trying to get some chimpanzee shout strength. Out, shout out to pull up bars, guys. Use that stuff to decompress that spine. Yeah, if you're a pull up bar out there listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you on as a guest. Uh, pull up bars. We'd love to have you. On the oh, show. you know who'd be a good guest? Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. we should go to that. We should go to that jail, dude. Where, where the hell is he at? We should go and uh, just. <laughs> Bum fuck nowhere. That's what, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's the term they used, I believe. We'll be like, listen, Joe, we're big fans. We love you. We, we're advocating for you to, your freedom and stuff. You know, Carol Baskins is the one who should be in jail. But I'm yeah, just, let's, let's talk about that. They re- just reopened the murder case on her husband. BS. Because oh, 21, tw- 21 years after her, her, her brother and her family helped her cover that up in the sheriff's department, other people that were involved that were like, um, like one of the deputies actually gave her a ride back from that airport where she left that van so she could say, Oh, look, he drove the van out there. The deputy should have been like the one who gave her a ride should have been like, I literally gave you a ride back from there last night. And then they didn't even do 
any due diligence on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could definitely tell that she had a way with words and she was good at talking to the camera and playing the politics. But one thing that really kind of... She got too cocky, too. She's, she was pretty cocky, but the, her husband's family was afraid of her, too. That's what, to, that's what did it for me. I was like, oh, this, this woman definitely... It's like, not that. Every, everybody up. who was like involved or knew anything about that situation or knew any of them were saying she definitely is not right. And then, and then she likes to slide in that comment about the sardine oil, remember? She's like, nobody was trying to kill you. If they were, they'd lather you up in the sardine oil, something that the cats would eat. And, and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. 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 You're not going to just slide by that <laughs> like you didn't just say that. <laughs> she also had like, that, that meat grinder that I guess they could have used. And like the police or whoever like refused to look into that. Right. They, that, they, they refused to do any due diligence, man. Like, I'm telling you. Like, you could have... probably afraid of her. Dude. She's got more money than they're worth. You, you <laughs> could have brought somebody from the 1800s to, like, do a better, like... Or 1700s to do a better, like, job of investigating that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah es- especially agree. with the, like, the, the resources and stuff that we have available for something like that. Come on. And with Tiger's... Dude, that, that Ohio case was insane. That dude who let, like, 18 lions and bears and, like, tigers and stuff, like, loose in Ohio. Remember? That, that was wild. That was wild. And then the sheriff's department was out there. Dude, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would have loved to be a sheriff in that, in that place. I would have been like, oh, my God. We get to go big game hunting <laughs> at work and get paid for it. And I'm not. I'm Let's not, do it. <laughs> and this is legal? Yes. Like, I would have volunteered. <laughs> who, uh, hey, shout out to anybody who in the future may have to deal with something like that. Like, hit up CCU TV. Like, we will help you hunt for yeah. these animals to keep people safe. Yeah. We're just yeah. doing what anybody would for our country. Yeah. If yeah. you're a bear, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm not, I'm Especially not if you can ride a unicycle or something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so who who's your favorite character in Tiger King? I mean, there's obviously Joe Exotic. You mean like the most bearable? Uh, obviously the king, the Tiger King. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he's the okay. best. Joe Exotic was was out there. Who's like a gay conservative, gun toting king of tigers. Oh, the most normal one uh, was the Scarface dude. Remember? Yeah. And he actually like kept his like animals good and like right. Yeah, he, he had a normal marriage. He had kids that supported him like all of that guy he yeah. kept everything top secret too which i respect because yeah yeah i mean like and as you should like your private life you should be private like i don't understand why people post so much like you know i have a problem with that too it's like i don't want to i don't want my private stuff like if i'm dating somebody i don't want her posting uh you know like making tiktoks and stuff like in our house all the time and like posting them up yeah be like what are you doing <laughs> these are my husband's like, guns <laughs> and this is my husband's uh code to oh, our safe you know right. what guy was so freaking hilarious. Joe Exotic's campaign manager. Remember yeah. that guy? Just yeah. that young guy? He was like, this is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yes, we're doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Exotic, do you, do yeah. you think, here is a legitimate question, because yes. with the current state of affairs, <laughs> anything, anything goes as far as politics. Do you think someone like Joe Exotic will ever win the presidency? I don't know. No, he's, he's, he's a loose. Chance. He's a loose cannon, though. Like, one before like any first woman, of all, right? he's, like first of all, he's like emotionally using his gun and shooting it and like discharging it like recklessly, oh, like yeah. everywhere. I'm like, who the hell gave this idiot a gun? <laughs> like he does not know anything about gun safety and like he's just slinging right. it around like like he's a cowboy back in the day. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, he like he could have went places if he wasn't so irrational and like so like using his emotions, you mm-hmm. know, irrationally. But like, what was up with the the straight dudes that he was trying to like? like oh yeah. So uh, for context, Joe Exotic was married to two men, not just one. At the and same turn at the same time, and I don't even think they were gay. They no, weren't. No, they, they weren't. weren't at they, all. Weren't. They, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't gay. Because okay. like when you looked at them, you were like. Is this guy really gay? Like, he's not even into the this. second and I saw them, I was like, oh, they're not gay. Imagine having to put on a front like that, though, just to... Because what people didn't understand right away is, oh, these guys are all meth heads. Like, I mean... And Joe was so smooth with his, with his words. What was that right. quote that he said? Oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, when you watch porn, or do you want to see the guy with the, the little dick uh, banging the girl or the big dick? And he's like, oh, well, the big dick. Well, then he goes, you're not so straight after all. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's like when a, uh, like, you know, that's like when a, uh, somebody, like a gay guy will be like, oh, well, have you ever had sex with a man? No. Then how do you know you won't like it? Well, I've never put my penis on the table and smacked it with a hammer either, but I, I, I imagine that's not something I'm into because if I was, I would have, uh, you know, daydreamed about it. So back to my point, <laughs> back to my point, uh, imagine having to put on a front like that where you're just trying to keep the guy who's providing you with, with your money or your drugs or whatever. Like, I'm sure they probably had like some form of gay sex at some point. Or oh maybe, no, they maybe definitely they, did. They got married. It's like, like they were, they were together like, forever. Imagine having to do that shit all the time. Did you see their lack of teeth too? Like he was yeah. literally like keeping them on drugs and stuff just so he can do that. And that's literally yeah, what like uh, human trafficking people do as well. Which is, by the way, is why I literally like if you ask my opinion on drugs and tigers and all that stuff, I think everything. Like this should be legalized, right? Because then you take the violence and the, you know, the the human trafficking and the you know like the the inhumane things out of it. Like like you know like like weed. You know how, you know how many people used to get violently murdered and like in the streets and shot and killed and That's ridiculous. whatever. It's ridiculous. You take it out of it, like prostitution and drugs and all that shit. Like it, it should be legalized because if it's legalized. People will try it a little bit in a controlled setting, and then they'll just be like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Because, like, alcohol, for example, I didn't even drink till I was 23, and I had a little bit. I had, like, I think a year where I was like, oh, I'm going to drink, and then I was like, you know what, I'm over it. Yeah. Because it's legal, and it's not a big deal, and I see people doing it, and, like, you know, because people are going to do what they want to do, regardless if it's legal or illegal. The, the fact that it's illegal just makes it more exciting for people. Right. It's like uh, like the coronavirus. I've never seen so many people outside trying to interact with each other, hiking, mm-hmm. biking, doing anything. Like I've, I've driven across the country to see my family and stuff like, you know, make sure that they had like food and stuff like that and like were taken care of and then came back. I have never seen this many people outside. It's it's the but, re- reverse psychology. As yeah, soon as it's I like, tell it's you like when you tell to somebody to yeah not do it, don't think of everyone's doing it. What's exactly. the first thing you think of? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, and like prostitution, like it happens anyways. Like for like for example, when you look at these like rich basketball player, uh, like you know like 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 the people that own a basketball team or billionaires and millionaires and whatever that are walking around with somebody that's like you know like 10% of their age, like, you know, like this 80 year old dude with like a 19 or 20 year old girl. It's like, that's pretty much prostitution. Like, I'm not saying anything against a girl. That's just the role she has chosen to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just legalize it, um, tax it, 
regulate it, and that way everybody's safe, and we can, like, you know, the government can make money, and we can build a better community in, like, the United States with it, have a better uh, education system and all that. Right, but... Anyways, back to the... Getting back to uh, the Tiger Show here, um, I just want to talk about Carol Baskins and how manipulatively evil I think she is. The way that she was getting free labor... Yeah. By disguising oh, it as God. volunteer. That was and genius. That was genius. That was ge- evil genius. And those girls, you know, I remember there's a color scheme. Like, if you were a purple shirt, you were like, you know, top bitch. And those people, <laughs> you had to be there for like five years. Can you imagine volunteering there? For five for years? five years. And uh, like, unpaid to, to, to have the privilege to get eaten by a fucking tiger? Like, in that's like, amazing. In the, the most terrible <laughs> conditions for the tigers. Like, the best conditions, doc. Yeah, yeah. We should, Doc, just, Doc and the, just talk about Doc first. And and the drug dealer guy, what's his? I don't know, for, I forgot his name, but the the real life Scarface, that dude and yeah. Doc had the best conditions for the Tigers and actually interacted with them and like. So talk talk a little bit about who Doc Antel was. Doc Antel was the guy who, uh, you know, trained tigers and everything, and like had people like you know having like real life live like close up experiences with the you know the cubs and the big ones and everything. But he also uh, has, like, his uh, Cats and Ace Ventura and all these, like, popular movies that we love so much. So, like, you know he has the training to do it. It's just they're all on, like, a power trip of their own. Except for that... Um, he had multiple wives, right? Or were they multiple girlfriends? They were... Yeah, he was on a power trip like that, too. He had everybody uh, that worked for him calling him Bhagwan, which is, like, literally a Hindu word for God. And he's... He was trying to like hide that and kind of like slide by by it and he lied about what it means. He was like, oh yeah, it means friend of God. No, it means God. Bhagwan is what Hindus call their gods. Like, you know, and anyways, he, he like, you know, they were all trying to use the tigers, all except for the, um, the drug dealer one, the one who they try to make look like a bad guy. He really wasn't, <laughs> he was, he was actually the most normal one on the show, um, you know, Joe Exotic was on his power trip. Doc Antle was on his power trip. And both of them were using, you know, the tigers to get sexual, you know, like, partners and things. But Carol Baskins did, too. Like, the the, the new husband she has? Oh, my God. He's, he's a, a simp. He's a doormat. Like He's, he's just, a big old he's simp. A, S-I-M-P. I live to please her. He I was is, like, you is, are a bitch. He is so much of what is wrong with our society. I don't even <laughs> want to get into that. Like... He needs to be just, you know, I don't know. He needs to be sent to, like, a training it's camp like or something. It's like new Anyways. slash men have needs to. Didn't he, didn't, sh- like, Carol Bass, okay, so, for their wedding photos, she had him on a leash, right? Oh yeah, yeah, dressed up like tigers or whatever. I wanted yeah. to puke when I saw that. I, like, that is the epitome of what I do not want to be. Well, <laughs> she's pretty much like, listen... Look at what happened to my last husband. So if you're not my bitch, oh, she you, killed him and got all that money. Oh yeah, she's like, he's like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, you can pay for my stuff, and I guess you that way you don't kill me. Right, right. Wow. Anyway, touched so, on a lot of stuff. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know anything else that we missed. No, uh, I mean, would you guys recommend these shows to anybody if they? Oh my got God! Bored? If you need to watch oh, yeah. Trash watch TV, these. Ninety Day Fiance for sure. I think everybody should watch Tiger King. It's just like good to know these things, you know. Like it's yeah. it's good to know what's going on in your backyard it's, and like it's that's it's a lot. It's a lot like walking into Walmart. Like after you leave, you feel a lot better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Dude. what is something that you would tell? 
or that you think people could take away from Tiger King? Like, um, for me, for me personally, it stressed me the fuck out. Awareness. Yeah. Just, awareness? Just awareness. Just yeah. social awareness and, like, education is a big problem that we have, like, like worldwide, but, like, in the United States especially. Yeah. Like, you know, we need to be more educated. We need to be more aware. We need to be a little more humane. We need to, like, you know, kind of, like, fix a lot of things. But we need to have a we mentality instead of a me mentality. I think it's time we can stop, um, you know being so like about ourselves where it's counterproductive like we're, we're we're not made to be isolated creatures we're we're pack animals we we need to help each other we need each other as much as like you know for for advancement and just to just to thrive if we want to thrive mm-hmm. we like united we stand divided we fall that's just the best way we're going to put it definitely i think my takeaway is be able to scope out the hypocrites because you know, Kara Baskins was all about this. No one should be owning these tigers or anything like that. And then come to find out, she fucking owns a bunch. She's, she's making having, millions off of these cats. She's oh, making yeah. more money than anybody off of these cats. <laughs> and, Absolutely. In the worst conditions out mm-hmm. of any of them. Yeah. Even jokes, I think. She had enough money to take Joe Exotic's name and run it through the mud. And, I mean, they had, what was it, over a million dollars in legal fees on, on, his, on his end? Multiple lawsuits. I mean, and, and people are giving them all this money. Yeah. For a wildlife rescue or yep. whatever, like, yep. isn't that crazy? I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, man! You guys are taking something that you know, like something good, and just you know, right. ruining it and using it for your personal gain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we're probably good on that. Um, you know, we we really hope you guys liked listening today. If you did, feel free to like. Share, subscribe to the podcast. Um, Also, if they have anything, like if you guys, the the listeners, if you guys have anything that you guys want us to cover, Mm -hmm. anything you guys want us to talk about, we would love to hear back from you guys and we'll definitely, you know, try to get those going because we are going to be making quite a few uh, episodes and have a regular thing going now. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening. That was episode two of CCU TV. Uh, We're looking forward to having you guys join us on the next episode. Have a great night, guys. Thanks.